Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this episode is a very, very special episode. What's up? It is episode 100 of Thoughts from Player One. (laughs) We are extremely excited. We completely did not do anything for our three-year anniversary of this podcast, but we have officially put out 100 different episodes on the podcast feed, which hopefully you have enjoyed all of them and listened to all of them multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you're you're just a diehard fan through and through. But we thought we would do something a little bit special um, this week, and we realized that we were on episode 60, 68? I think we were on episode 68 um, for episode 100, and that seemed dumb. So what we are going to do is we're going to play catch-up with the episodes that we didn't quite number. So what we're going to do is we're going to hit 32 different games in the course of one episode. Now, Alex and is deceiving you. These are 32 lost episodes. They oh, are They're audio files that have been dug deep, deep, deep. Well, when we first started this podcast, what a lot of people don't know is that we actually recorded three to four minute episodes of these games. We, we, we call them, we call them um, thought pieces. We call them little, our little thought pieces. Isn't yep, that right, that Alex? was the name that we agreed upon. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> yep, that's, I remember. I remember that meeting well, and I clapped when you said it, and I stood up, and I said, that's it, and I saluted my computer screen. <laughs> that's right. That was a really good time. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be going through all of our lost episodes, uh, but before we do that, you know, before we synchronize our 100 episodes, we're going to just self-congratulate a little bit and it's gonna get more fun we're gonna go through all these ridiculous games we got a lot of fun stuff coming ahead but i'm gonna give alex i did a little bit of research did a little bit of number crunching i'm gonna ask him some questions here and uh see what kind of guesstimates you have for some of our statistics on our uh, mm. like on our other episodes and other things like that so quick note before we start yes. guesstimates is my least favorite combination of word i hate it so much but mm-hmm. go on mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. you knew that yeah yeah no no god no <laughs> alex no no okay i would never right. i would never hit me up with this quiz hit me up okay. with this quiz All i right. want to show how much i know about this podcast okay to your best knowledge mm-hmm. how many hours of this podcast do you think we've recorded or days Ooh. or minutes however whatever whatever you i'm gonna go hours okay. i'm gonna go hours so okay. this will be episode 100 so we're not counting yes. this this episode in here we no. have a lot of them that average about an hour and a half but also we had a long run of sonic episodes that did not average an hour and a half mm-hmm. i'm gonna say we are at 89 hours incorrect we Damn are at it. 120 hours. Holy shit. That is almost... How often do we go over what we expect? That is almost five days of podcast. That is 431,000 minutes in 25 million seconds. Now, how? Now, how many unique games do you think we've played? This number okay. kind of fucked right. with me. This, this number... number sucks a lot. I know that because we've got like 20 me. Sonic episodes, and I think we have 17 Life is Strange episodes. 15. And I'm assuming, we are we counting each Life is Strange episode as a unique game? No. Okay. Now, each I'm Life is Strange say... game is a unique game, though. So one, two, Before the Storm, and uh, Captain Spirit. Yes. And okay. Farewell. 
and farewell. I forgot about that one. It wasn't great. Um, I'm gonna go <gasps> with. <laughs> sorry to all our farewell stands out there. Um, I think it's probably only like thirty. Fifty-four. Oh, okay. I, that's not as bad. That makes that's you not feel as better. bad as I expected. It's it. still is. crazy that we've done a hundred episodes and only played fifty-four unique games. Yeah, but I mean, like the council, we did a lot on. Sure. You sure. know, half our catalog is now. Yeah. No, that 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 makes sense. Now let's get a little greedy. Let's let, not greedy, okay. but let's get a little like. Number. How much money have we lost on this podcast? <laughs> oh God, that's that's fucked up. I don't want to think about that. That um, number will depress me for sure. Now. Let's talk about downloads a little bit. You know, it's a little, you know, a little embarrassing for us to talk about, but we're going to do it anyways. I want hey, you to guess what percentage of our downloads are Life is Strange based. Ah, oh, Duncan, this is going to make me so happy. You're going to bump me out right before we were gone. <laughs> Remember that? I, I looked I sent at you our top message. 10 episodes of all time, dog, and they're mostly Life is Strange. <laughs> I'm going to say... What yep. percentage of our downloads is Life is Strange based? Yes. I'm going to say a disappointing 35%. Ooh, you're close. 27. Oh, thank, thank God it's lower. Ooh. <laughs> 27%. God, bless you guys. You know, you out Honestly, there. bless the Life is Strange subreddit for as much as I will occasionally hop in and yell at people about not appreciating Life is Strange too. You're the real heroes out there. Yeah. And fuck everyone on the Steam forums that was an asshole about Life is Strange too. <laughs> All right, this is our last one. I'm not going to ask you about it. I'm just going to kind of say it. I, I okay. found our two most average episodes. They just sat the most right in the middle. Episodes. Right in the middle. Okay. Uh, it was Dropsy and Games of Our Decade. They're in the wow. perfect middle. Surprisingly. Absolutely should not have been middling episodes. This is shocking. This is absolutely shocking. But did you know that did our you? Sonic episodes are of the lowest downloaded ones? Can you believe what? that? No way. No. That episode, the series that we did like 18 episodes on and got no traction by episode three, but we just kept doing them. Lonely Statue is sitting at the second least downloaded episode. Right behind the movie. Mm-hmm. Dog, Lonely Statue, I remember. That yeah. was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. If you're out there, go listen to Lonely Statue. Okay. I think go that's... Go listen to all of Follow Our Rainbow. Also, go listen to Games of Our Decade and maybe Dropsy. Dropsy was like the fourth episode we ever did. I don't remember it too well, but Games of Our Decade was a fucking yeah. banger. Well, I think that's it for my corner, my statistics here. And I just want to fucking say, you know... Happy birthday to us. We're turning 100. That's right. We're turning 100. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. Oh, God. <sighs> Let's just bask I in not, this. I did not expect that to pop off. God, we're here. Go play later, alligator. Also, in these trying times, go play later, alligator. Oh, what a good game to play. I feel like also, I'm I don't think years old. We're turning a hundred. I think we turned three. <laughs> I don't think you measure the age of a podcast in the episode. <laughs> I think you do, though. <laughs> I'm okay. pretty sure. Well, we have two ages. Okay, that's we have just two. Ah, like all humans, we have two ages. Yes. Well, there's the age you are and the age you tell people. We're a hundred, but we tell people we're three. Mm. <laughs> you know, every episode puts a year on our lives. That's true. It feels like it sometimes when we finish recording. Okay. Um, well, that can I, end this so happy. session, yeah? Yeah, I feel like okay. we're good. At this point, we can just roll the tapes of uh, the um, 
The Lost 32. All right, great. The Lost 32. Uh, let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. This time we are going to start off our first ever episode by talking about a very special game to us. That's right, we're going to talk about The Binding of Isaac. Uh This game was developed by Edmund McMullen. Uh, It's on a lot of different consoles right now and you can catch it for about $5. This is the first episode we've ever done, so I forgot to introduce uh, uh, my my, my (laughs) co-compatriot. I don't know what I'm doing here. This is gonna be hard. Uh, so uh, starting a podcast is gonna be hard. Oh god, I hope we become rich and famous eventually. I'm sure we will in three years and or a hundred episodes. Maybe. Who knows? I bet I'll be so much more attractive. Uh so what do you like about I really hope this voice is gone by the second episode I think, we do. I think I'll gain my confidence by the second one. What do you like about good. this game? Oh, man. Binding of Isaac is an actual banger of a roguelike. If you have any interest in playing roguelikes, I highly recommend you check out Binding of Isaac, as long as you're okay with, like, extremely gross, um, like, imagery and themes and everything like that. Did you ever play any Binding of Isaac? Poop's funny. (laughs) Damn, The poop was funny. Fucking Steam reviews over here helping me out. Yeah, no, I uh I've played it before. I uh when I was in high school, uh I I had the, the the regular old classic version and my friends would huddle around my laptop on the bus cuz that's right. Oh, nice. I had a laptop on a bus. Did, what? Yeah. You did not. You yeah. were the coolest kid in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh they would watch me play Binding of Isaac and I used to get way more frustrated with video games. I know. Can you believe it? Wow. Can you believe that's me, crazy. but more frustrated at video games? <laughs> and I get really angry anytime I die, and my friends really enjoyed watching that. So wow. that's uh, that's basically my experience with this game. Yeah, my experience was similar, except for I didn't play that much of the Flash version, and I've put like 250 hours into the yeah, like actual version that came out afterwards. Um, but... Definitely same experience. Binding of Isaac, actual top-tier game. Um, I love how they layer secrets on. I love how you have to play more and more of it in order to like actually unlock the actual endgame. It, it, it added a ton of replayability. All the runs are super unique, and I still remember texting my brother immediately after I finished my first run and being like, I just beat, like, I actually beat Binding of Isaac. I feel so proud. And I remember clearly his response of, wow, congratulations, beating that game was harder than undergrad for me. And thinking, <laughs> I don't know how to take that response, but I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have on the this little thought. Um, you have a great rest of your day. <laughs> that's our outro, right? Yeah, I think you have a great rest of your day. You know, we'll workshop the outro over the next 32 episodes. <laughs> Sounds good. Hello and welcome to the second ever edition of Thoughts from Player. <laughs> this is really <laughs> what's so funny. <laughs> it's just surprising to me that we're so warmed up for the second ever episode. Which uh, joining me as always, it's me, Donkey Dunk Dunk Duncan. I've got it. I'm much more confident than I was in the first episode. Okay, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. This week, we're going to talk about a very special game developed by Blacklight Interactive, which you'll be able to get for about $8 in the future. We're talking about golf with your friends. Golf with Um, those friends. 
God, love it's this like, mini golf game. It's like just just last episode, I was talking about games that just make me insanely furious. That's crazy <laughs> that they'd end up right next to each other. I wonder who put these I think in we're the gonna run order. into that. I wonder <laughs> if we're going to run into that a lot over the course of these next 30 episodes or so. <laughs> so weird. Um, <laughs> golf? Do you hate video games? Just a quick temperature check. I don't know. Ask me in 100 episodes. Maybe, I'll, okay, maybe we can figure good. it out by then. Uh, golf with your friends is a game where you putt golf with your friends. It is a joy. It is a physics romp. It's a hell of a good time with friends. Uh, we picked this it's- game up together, and it has been a little staple ever since. Anytime a new map comes out, and it is just a it's just a joy. It's a really fun game. It's super light. It's you know it's not easy, but it's not hard to like pick up and play. And like they get really really over-the-top creative with the levels, and I think that's the most fun part of it by uh, by a landslide. You know, it knows exactly what it is, it knows exactly what it's going for, and it, like, it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is probably because we play the new map twice and then put it down until a new map comes right, out. But right. Did you, you play know, still, any other golf games in your Not life? really. I think I've basically never played another golf game, except like, I probably played, like, a mini-golf flash game sure. for 20 minutes or I, something. I played a lot of Mario Golf, and uh, I Ooh, went back to okay. play it after playing Golf with Your Friends, and it's just like, Golf with Your Friends is so much fucking better. There's way too many clubs and different sorts of ways to hit balls, and uh, it's no good. Wow. Yeah. That was Golden introspective tea, as hell. What? Gotta give a quick shout-out to Golden Tea as long as we're talking about golf-based games, though. If you're ever, like, in a bar drunk and you want to play some Golden Tea, that's the way to do it, man. All right. Um, you go ahead and put that, put that ass. Hello and welcome to the third ever episode of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And we're going to talk about a real game today. We're going to talk about a big one that's impacted our entire lives up to this point. That's right. We are talking about EA slash Maxis's The Sims 2. It's in the game. the second one. It's in the game. We're talking about the second one in specific here because uh, I think this is the formative Sims for, for me and I'm hoping you as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Never played the first one. Never played it. I played very little of the first one because I was, you know, young enough that I still didn't see the appeal of The Sims, I guess. What is the appeal of The Sims? It's really good to spend three hours working on a fake person's life and get it completely in order while you watch everything you've ever tried to do burn in shambles around (laughs) you as you waste more and more of your time and grow hungrier and dirtier and less... (laughs) like awake and less willing to like put energy into social interactions or productive interactions but it's good because you can always focus it in on the sims and also you know you can make you can make fun friends and it's like it's fun i like how the lines blur between reality and the sim you know you look at the sim in the mirror and you look at yourself (laughs) and you wonder what's happened yeah that's really my favorite part how much of the sims 2 would you say you played um God, I don't know. Probably like six days, something dumb like that. Like total, <laughs> I don't know. I played a lot of it six on the days PC. Like, six days, like you've played a hundred and something hours, yes. or six days, like you've played yeah. six Sim days in game. I had it for the GameCube, and I was really into it on that. And then I got it for the PC, what? and that's where I fucking peaked, dude. I played a lot of. It Sims was on the too, GameCube. Man. Yeah, there was like nightlife where you could go out of the club and. Fuck. Oh yeah, dude. What was? <laughs> I mean, woohoo. I mean, woohoo. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. Obviously, woohoo. Uh, wa- I wanted it to be pets, but it was not pets. 
I really mm-hmm. liked the idea of pets, but never never really came to fruition. Um, I don't really know. I don't know. What's yours? Hmm. I mean, honestly, I was probably going to say pets because I think it might be the only one that I actually had. Yeah. Um, I think I, I might have had nightlife, but I never like my favorite part of The Sims was never leaving your home. That just kind of felt like, you know, what am I doing here? Right. Like, I'm here to make my house good. I'm here yeah. to like, I, OK, here's the thing. I played a lot of The Sims. I am a dog shit interior designer. I am a dog shit architect. It would just be like, damn, this house is a bigger square than it was before. Fucking cool, dude. I'm rich now. <laughs> Um, I was not, I was not good, but I did always want to make floating castles that was like supported by just a staircase. That was always a lot of fun. Right. Oh, tell me why. Why do, does God build castles in the sky? Yeah, dude. Is yeah. that too close or what is that? Oh, did happens? that not? Yeah. Oh, tell me why was God build castles in the sky? I don't, what is this? I don't have any idea what this is. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the fourth ever edition of Thoughts from Player One. We are going to take a look at one more great game today. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. One more great game today? What do you mean? Yeah, well, we're taking. I mean, we're taking a look at one more great game today. You know you how record we record these daily? Two weeks in between. Oh, right. I got confused and thought it was daily for some reason because we're not making up this narrative as we go. Hey, can I have I- those reins? Yeah, here you go. Cronchunk. Cronchunk. Thank you. Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> really got to is... grease up those rings. <laughs> so too... They're so sticky or something. So fucking crunchy rings. Crunchy. Yeah. Soul Calibur 2 is my favorite fighting game, probably from my childhood. Hey, who made it? And how much does it cost? Namco, $10. That's the range, $10 as of expected price as of March of 2020. Right, in the future. That's 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 what we're basing on. We're thinking about all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, That's on GameCube and PS2 and Xbox. It was on everything, man. God, what version did you have? You better have the link Uh, I played... I played both the GameCube and the PS2 version. I didn't ever play the Xbox version. Yeah, but which one did you like better? (sighs) I think the PS2 version because it's the one I played a lot more. But it doesn't have Link on it, man. No, but it has whoever was there for the PS2. For some which reason, was... Link was like the uh, was the weirdest video game crossover with Soul Calibur 2. Just like it blew my mind at the time. But it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Who was in the PS2 version? Was it like like a sword dude? Maybe like a samurai? A samurai. I'll look it up. You keep talking okay, about right. Soul Calibur okay. 2. Um. Soul Calibur 2 was an important game for me. I think it's hard to describe, but it's like grew my love for anything challenging in games, I guess. I don't know. There was just hmm. something about it where there was like a path and there were a lot of challenges. And I just I just fuck with my own life to just be like, let me play this character who clearly doesn't work well against this matchup just to see if I yeah. can win against it. And um, it was just that time in my life where I had so much free time that I just, I just did that stuff all day. That I mean, look, I get it. I definitely get it. I I, I played a lot of Soul Calibur two. My experience was definitely very different though because we never owned the game. Um, mm-hmm. One of my brother's really good friends owned the game and would bring it over when he came over. He was just over like every single weekend. So I still played a whole bunch of Soul Calibur two, but it was I think exclusively multiplayer or doing like you know, tournament, like, single-player type oh stuff with God. essentially a crowd of two other people, like, cheering you on and, and handing off. Also, Heihachi from Tekken was the PlayStation 2 oh. character. I knew I didn't remember it because I never played it. 
Who's your favorite Soul Calibur character? Oh, I was really into, I think Keelik is the one with the long staff. Mm-hmm. I liked him quite a bit. I wasn't good as him, but he, he, he was kind of fun. But other than that, it's just like any variation of a lizard man who's great. Man, I love forcing my friends to play uh, to play that game. They did not enjoy playing that game. Not because I was oh, like, no. better than them. They just didn't really like it all that much. But I'd make them play it, so here we are I now. mean, look, it's the hallmark of a good friend. <laughs> it really is. Well, I think that's all the times we have for today. Uh, go ahead and heachi yourself. Bye. Bye. Hello and welcome to the fifth ever episode of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we're talking about a really interesting game. We're talking about subset games as FTL. That's faster than light. You can pick this game up for about ten dollars. You can find it on the PC. Uh, and and Duncan, why don't why don't you walk me into how much of this you've played? Because I feel like I've probably played a lot more of this than you, Alex. Yeah. I didn't play this one. You I didn't play lie. it for the podcast. I didn't play it for the podcast. You were supposed to play it for the podcast, Duncan. I'm sorry. Okay, let me... I, I, I played like... I, I thought this bit would go somewhere, but now I'm realizing that I can't really go anywhere with this. <laughs> I don't know my name. I pretty much just checkmated myself. Uh, Well, much like a game of chess, FTL is a highly strategic roguelike where every run is a little bit different, but there's a lot of similar openings and strategies that you can try every time. Uh, How is that? Was that good? Was that a good transition? Did I save it? Back of a fucking box. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Okay, well, at least the back of the fucking box has something to say about the game. (laughs) I didn't play it. FTL is a, um, it's another roguelike. It is very, you know, you fly a spaceship around, um, you know, there's a bunch of different, like, prompts you run into as you collect kind of a a, a ragtag group of different aliens to go fight against this, like, you know, homogeny, homogeny, (laughs) hegemony, Jesus Christ, hegemony. Should we start this one over? Uh, no, I feel like this is perfect, man. Good. This is exactly how I imagine the FTL version going. <laughs> this game, this game slaps. It's it's oh, yeah. the closest thing we'll ever get to like a Star Trek game that's actually good. Um, <laughs> you do a lot of like really fun, like divert all forward power to shields. Um, yeah, it's like shots are about to come in, and you can like pause things and move people around, and like we're being boarded, and you can take like your rock monster and your mantis creature and like send them to the other person's ship, and like game's got a lot of really really good stuff going on um they made another game shortly after this uh, a little while after this which is also really good that uh, the name is escaping me right now um what's the name of the game these people made oh, afterwards um the one with the grid and big yeah robots. robot people on a grid uh, <laughs> you know that one i don't think that's holy out shit yet. i don't think it's i don't yet. think that's co- they announced it i think they showed it off at this year's e3 okay um but ftl anyway <laughs> very good game you know what duncan well, maybe we don't release this episode. Maybe we hide this episode from the main feed. Maybe we hide the last five episodes. I think no, might... I think I think there was some traction wanna... on the Sims Two episode. Should we keep trying this format then? I mean, well, like, I don't know. I got this list of games that I've been burning through. We may as well keep trying. It. Okay, sounds good. All right. Wow, we didn't do an intro on that one, huh? Huh? <laughs> didn't do an outro on that. One. No, that was the outro because we gave up. Let me play this again. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the sixth ever episode of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. 
and this week we played a very special game. We reached deep, deep down into the depths of our childhood and said, what's the one cornerstone, touchstone, perfect game we played that we remember with extreme clarity? And that was Argonaut Games' Croc and the Legend of the Gobos, Gobos for PS1 please. and apparently PC. I don't. They don't say it. They don't fucking say it. It could be Gobos. It could be Gobos. Who knows? Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Uh, the, uh, do, do I need to pull up the United States pronunciation or English pronunciation of Gobbo again? <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. I'll just trust you. All right, all right, on cool. This one. Um, God, dude, can I just say something about Legend of the Gobbos? It's I wish you would. almost nearly a perfect platformer. It's got these amazing controls where if you press the left or right button, it rotates Croc on his axis. So you don't have to, like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with any of that pesky, like, oh, I'm turning left and that should move my character left. Like, uh, it's so it's so silly. It should move like a tank. Right. Yeah, I think so. That makes makes a lot of sense to me. Right, right, right. So. I want to talk about some of the plot. Now, the first one doesn't really have that heavy or thick of a plot. I want to do a quick story summary to see how this feels. However, I want to talk about the second one. Can we talk about okay, the second one's plot? Yeah, if I you want to walk me through some story summaries, I think this will probably be a one-time bit we'll never do again. I got but, so you know. damn excited I played the second one. Uh, <clears throat> several months after Croc, Legend of the Gobos, the, uh, <laughs> the plot... <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> back at Gobbo Valley, Croc is playing on a beach and finds a message in a bottle. The message, message okay. explains that the senders are looking for their child. Croc is surprised and takes the message to King Ruffus, who reads it and tells Croc that he needs to look for other Gobbos far off, who may be able to mm. help him in finding the crocodiles who sent the message. A large number of Gobbos make a seesaw. Croc stands on one end and a Gobbo punches a boulder onto the other end to propel Croc to the distant <laughs> mainland where his search for his parents begin. What? Wouldn't that just kill all the gods and what it? I don't really understand it. But I'm crushed to death with a rock. But the other fun thing is that this game had a feature called Gummy Saver Jumps, which were I remember that, life yeah. savers, the actual candy life savers, cross-promoted inside of Croc 2 saying that they did not want to be aligned with any sort of violent video game, but they'd be more than happy to work with Croc on a cross-promotion. So, those little gummy saver jumps, those were sponsored. What? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That's the wildest shit I've ever heard. It's so cool. And now, what's your- This game was great, man. What's your favorite part of Legend of the Gobbos? I just, I love those dang Gobbos. They're so cute, man. Oh. Can you can you tell me more about them? They're a little brown and spiky, and they've got big eyes. Hmm. And um, that's really all I can tell you is they're brown, spiky balls with big eyes, and they walk around. But they like they look and act very cute. And that that that's my favorite thing. That and the little backpack the Croc has. Alex, yeah. Did you play Croc Legend of the Gobbos? I did, but I played it like. 20 years ago does that matter <laughs> that could be a problem i don't remember anything about it. okay let's just end this one okay I, i'm Clearly, sorry i Duncan. put a lot like, of time to this i'm not gonna do I this thought, anymore I'm, not, I'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not gonna do this anymore if you're gonna keep doing this to me i thought i had a free pass after you fucked the fdl episode two weeks ago it's fine so let's just do the next one <sighs> okay fuck no oh, the window open <laughs> <laughs> I 
Hello and welcome to another episode. Sorry, Duncan told a very funny joke right before we started recording. Uh, welcome to another episode, I believe the seventh ever episode of Thoughts from Player One. Uh, as always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. I'm still kind of pissed, dude. I'm still pissed, okay? Wow, it's been two weeks. Did and you you're play not... this one? Yeah, I played a lot of this right. one, which do you want to tell people what it is this time? Let's try it out. Maybe you, maybe you should always open these episodes from now on. Fuck. Um... <laughs> Black and white is a puzzle game where you play... Oh my god, Duncan. Duncan! What? Did you play this game? I did. Okay, all right. Wait, black and white? <laughs> yeah. Peter Molyneux's dark, Dirty Dark Mix? Oh, <laughs> that one. Got it. Yes. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I played that game. So, um, okay. this game is amazing. I loved this game so much. You are a god among... A, like a Greek or some Rome civilization, and you get to pick mm-hmm, people up mm-hmm. and throw them around into the water and strike them with lightning and help them grow food. And there's a, a disgusting, just putrid little devil man that's trying to influence you in one way, or a puffy, chubby, beautiful, white-haired man trying to give you the proper good advice so they're the angel and devil on your shoulder and you have to win scenarios and i I played a lot let's not forget the most important part of this game which is you get your own giant enormous pet that is either like a lion or a wolf or i want to say a cow but that could be wrong yes okay i'm having vivid memories of a cow and petting its udders You got a pet that's just like 10 to 12 times bigger than the rest of the villagers, and it's great. This game was like, they made two of these games, right? They made uh, Black and White 1 and Black and White 2, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I devoured these games. I probably played 50 or 60 hours of Black and White between the first and second one. Did not beat either of them or come even close to beating either of them because oh, no. i was pretty young when i played them no me either but they were so much fun and like you just you know you could be this benevolent god or you could be evil or whatever but like you know you cast spells by like making hand gestures by like moving the cursor around which i thought was really cool and novel at the time i don't know if it's actually like worth anything but it felt really cool and like having your big cow run up and just like kick an army of people to death was pretty good like i just remember getting I really just... fucking frustrated Anytime the little like the little god guy or devil guy came up and he's like, "Hey, uh, there's an army that's about to come and literally ruin your whole fun." Sorry, does <laughs> it always happen? And I was always having so much fun just building a civilization, but there always had to be dirty, dark armies. That's extremely true, but counterpoint do you remember the trapped sailors who would sing that song about how they needed more different resources and you had to like rebuild their ship and then they would sail on their way i don't can you can you sing me a little sample i don't remember any of it except for it was it's very sing-songy and it was like oh we once were all sailors all out on the sea and then we hit rocks oh whoa with me but we need to go to the wood but we can't get there without more wood and then you would have to like give them wood
Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. Uh, my name, as always, I'm Duncan. I'm Alex. And this day, this fine day, we played Sly Cooper from Sucker Punch Studios. That's on the PlayStation 2. It's about $19 right now in the future of our Lord May 2020. Or March 2020. Um, mm. God, I, didn't, I played like two levels of Sly Cooper on PlayStation Go. Or whatever they call that service. Hey, is that all you've played of Sly Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> Duncan, we gotta talk before we do these games talk. Okay, alright, well, I figure, you know, like, I don't so, have to finish the game to talk about it. That's fair. I, I played a lot. I didn't actually play that much Sly Cooper. I played a lot of Sly Cooper 3, the Thievius Raccoonus. Hmm. Um... And where you you know you're trying to defend a book, but man, Sly Cooper, what a what a game, what a cast of characters! Like I love these guys. Can I say something on the record? Yeah, Sly Cooper's attractive. Okay, the duly noted. Put on the record. Great. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, like I do. I, this game was great. Like I I enjoyed the style of like you know mid PlayStation era 3D platformer with anthropomorphized character that just had a bunch of style like i really really like this style of game i miss things like this i feel like there's they're not as common nowadays or in the future of march 2020 um but i i i really appreciate it i appreciate the different cast of characters i appreciate the big hippo i appreciate the the turtle in a wheelchair like i appreciate all of it i feel like ratchet and, uh, and clank was kind of like the like hey like let's make another one of these in this style and then i think after that they were kind of done with it which is a shame yeah because it's like you, know, you had your crashes which is a game i really want to play like i want to talk about that yeah. at some point um you had those mm-hmm. kind of things but i don't know i feel like the 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 sort of like platformy video game, like kid video game platformer characters are kind of locked in like set in stone now. Yeah. I feel like in my mind, Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter are all like basically oh. the same game. Uh, and that game is perfect and got me through my entire childhood. Dude. But I, I agree. It's just not really, it's just not common anymore. Remember when Jack and Daxter got all edgy? Remember when, when Jack and Daxter was like, here's a fun platformer, and then Jack 2 was like, it's Grand Theft Auto now, deal with it. Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> was like, okay. I actually, Jack 2, we didn't, we're, we're probably not planning on talking about this in the next 25 episodes or so, but man, Jack 2 was a great video game. It, that game, I spent hours just hijacking floating cars and driving them around the city and getting like gang wars going on in the city. Oh, what a, what a game. Mm, what a game. Get Jack 2 I don't have it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. Ooh, I like that. That felt good. Ooh. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we are here to talk about the newest game from From Software. That's right, we're here to talk about Bloodborne for the PS4. I expect this game will be down to about $20 in March of 2020, which is the way that we uh, we, we do things. Yes. Um, uh, as always, FromSoft games kind of have the same sort of a vibe, 3D, you know, third-person action platformers. Um, not really a platformer action <laughs> RPG. Is what I meant to say there. <laughs> Look, it's been a long, it's been a long what twenty weeks or whatever. Sure. Um, but Bloodborne, it it's kind of walks away from the like high dark fantasy of of um, previous Dark Souls games, and this one takes us into like kind of a a gothic mm. like um, 
kind of creepy, almost. It's like goth, steampunky, uh, uh, horror, Eldritch kind of like not really Eldritch. Yeah, it's it's no, it is it's extremely like Eldritch old god Cthulhu stuff. I'm just forgetting the name of the author who Lovecraft. coined all of that stuff. Lovecraft, very Lovecraftian, very gothic, uh, extremely different, but also very like still dark and NPCs say very little. Um, this this game was great, man. This game. I really enjoyed my time with this game. Did you did you play this one? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> did. I think from this point <laughs> forward, I've played all these. I think I'll play them in the future. Um, okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I this was the first from from software game I actually from, from game from software game I ever played, um, and I love the theming around it. All of the monsters are like. Anytime I wish I could draw, like, I'm like, God, I wish I could fucking draw. I just want to draw those creatures. Like, I just, yeah. I love the one big dog, the girl who turns into the big dog. Oh, oh yeah. That, her des- I'm going to say Vicar Amelia, but I don't think that's right. Her design is just, like, it's right up my alley. Like, that kind of stuff is just, I love it so much. And uh, that boss fight gave me just hate for that game and i'm so fucking bad at them so i stopped playing that, uh, it but i really liked it, it it's it's again it follows the same FromSoft loop of like the more and more you play the better you get and the more satisfying like the game starts to become and you'll hit a wall and if you like you stick with it long enough eventually you'll get over it but it's it is extremely punishing i would say far more punishing than dark souls because there's a lot of mechanics they kind of shifted in a way that you can't grind as effectively um if you just feel behind but also, all the primary weapons are, like, you get, like, an axe, then you, like, flick it, and it becomes a huge mm-hmm. axe. Or you get, like, a sword, then you flick it, and it becomes, like, a huge saw blade thing. Like, there's the the weapon design in this game is, I think, maybe the best melee weapon design I've seen in any video game, full stop. It's so good. Great. Well, that's all of the noodles in the soup. Ooh, we gotta work on that, man. We gotta really nail an ending sometimes. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about them. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. That felt slow. It felt slow. It did feel a little slow. going a little bit faster. It's fine. It's fine. You know, maybe (laughs) we can think about extending these a little bit longer. I feel like I can't really get my thoughts about it out, but that's fine. Nah, I feel like you can. Okay. So... This uh this week we played a real behemoth of a game. We played an absolute showstopper. We played Diablo 3 by Blizzard Entertainment, currently available for about $30 in the future, uh and you can find it probably on a whole bunch of different a uh, whole bunch of different consoles. I think they said it's even coming to um like uh like PlayStation 4 and whatnot. Hmm. I I doubt it'll ever get to a Nintendo. That makes no fucking sense. That would be wild. There's be no way. There's absolutely no way. So tell me when you started. What was it, what was it like when you first started playing this game? Right now, in the in the present, right now. Oh man, in the present, right now, <laughs> I I played a lot of this game, and I gotta say, I was a little disappointed. I think the whole real money auction house is not not great. It's kind of mm. weird, um, but I think it's possible to probably get rid of that in the future. So yeah. does that part didn't really do it for me. In the loot kind of like loop wasn't quite as satisfying as, as I like, but I've read patch notes for what they're planning to do in the future in, say, a year or two, uh, and, man, this game is going to be, I think, a lot of fun. It's just a, a really good way to just burn time playing through hardcore runs with your friends. God, I love hardcore mode. Um, and I got to say, when I first played this game, I think the, like, 
skill stuff disappointed me because I was used to the like ARPG system of Diablo 2 and like yeah. how all the trees mm-hmm. were and stuff like that. But honestly, I prefer this so much more now that I've spent more time with it. I went back to try and play Diablo 2 and I'm not bothered by like graphical stuff as well as Torchlight 2, which has a lot of the same um, mm-hmm. mechanics with the trees. And it's just like... I don't know. This just kicks so much ass with just the modification <laughs> and quick switching and stuff like that. And like your builds not really mattering too much with the basic play of it. I think yeah. they found a nice balance for ARPG stuff. I think they found a decent balance. I wish there was a little more stickiness to the customization you have. Like yeah. I, I still like being able to spot between different abilities, but I would like if I could maybe like spec in some other passive direction or something, which it didn't really feel like it gave me the ability to, but it, it feels really good. It looks really good. Um, when you're like about to die, it can get really tense. It's a lot of fun. I, I got to know, who's your favorite Diablo 3 class to play as? Um, hmm. It's got to be probably the hmm. That's a really tough question. I'm gonna say because only like five. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just it's a tough question. I'm gonna go with probably the witch doctor. I think. Ooh. Yeah, I think the okay. witch doctor. That's a good one. I was gonna say wizard personally, but yeah. also throwing jars of spiders literally never gets old. Yeah. So my favorite was exploding dogs on people. Mm-hmm. That just that was something attractive that awakened me in a different way. Mm-hmm. Interesting and disturbing, but yeah, it was. Um, Witch Doctor is a lot of fun. I think I still probably go Wizard just because Death Ray is a whole lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. But sure. it's 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 good. I don't love the melee classes. I'm extremely bad at them. I die all the time. I like the monk quite a bit. She's monk is really good. Yeah. Monk's got a sort of Tony Shalhoub quality to him that I really appreciate quite a bit. <laughs> I have no That's fucking a... clue what you're talking about. You sound insane right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a, it's a joke exclusively for me and my one friend who I'll play a bunch of Diablo 3 with. <laughs> Bad <right now>. fucking <laughs> <nothing. laughs> Oh, Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played... What? That's right, we played Spyro the Dragon by Insomniac Games. You can catch this one on Switch, Xbox, PS4, PC, PS1. Dude, I don't... You know, all the all I the popular consoles. I don't feel so good, man. I oh, feel no. like we're in some sort of time loop thing, man. I don't... I feel like nah, we're man. jumping times here. I don't, I'm really <laughs> confused right now. It's fine. The and honestly, I just want to see my mom. <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. It's fine, though. The audience is following along. It makes perfect sense at home. Um, You can catch this game for about $30. Um, I played a lot of Spyro the Dragon. When? Both very recently and a long (laughs) time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when it was a long time ago, did you have, like, a Spyro game that you played a lot, or did you have all three of them? It it was absolutely Ripto's Rage. It was Ripto's Rage 100% of the time. Because I had one of the best Christmases of my entire life. Shout out to my mom. Got me a three. It was like it's like a discography of Spyro games. Ooh, is all three of them, and it just wow. made my life, dude. It made my life. I what was your favorite Spyro? The third one, because you could be the different characters or some dumb shit like that. I think that had the skating one, maybe. Year of the Dra- I think the skating one was introduced in Ripto's Rage. Year of the Dragonfly had some other stuff that didn't really click with me quite so much, but yeah, I, yeah. it was still a good game. Two I was really good how, too. 
exceedingly easy these games are. Every time I've come back to them over the years, I'm like, wow, this game's real. I mean, it was like, it's for kids, but it's not a hard game. And there's something really relaxing and enjoyable about that. To just be like, this isn't, like, I'm not stressing about this. I'm not, like, getting frustrated. I'm just sort of, like, enjoying being in this world. Uh, and that's great. And maybe this is just, like, an older, like, I don't know, generational thing of, like, like, oh, you like this thing because that's what you played when you were, you know, that age. But, man, collectathons, man. I just want to play more of them. There's, I just don't feel like there's that many of them. I love collecting gems. I love seeing that number go up. I don't mm-hmm. want to grind XP. I want to grind gems and, mm-hmm. and other and things they had, and bananas. They had full levels that were mini collectathons where it was like, hey, you fly around here and you've got to go collect all these and you've got to, like kill 10 airplanes that are flying around and blow up nine trains that are moving throughout the stage and like it's just a very satisfying loop for that game um, despite the fact that all of the dragons had really pointless things to say that you should have learned an hour before you rescued each of those dragons but you gotta say you gotta admit though uh tom kenny does a good job voicing spyro not 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 lo- not wrong not wrong no um, and and i think the dragons in the remake are like they are like beautifully they modeled look, and textured they look and really like, good i think the joy out of that is just seeing the wacky character that comes out of the the statue um, yeah that is true yeah quick uh quick quick temperature gauge how do you feel about the cheetah um in what way like what do you want me to feel about him like what do you i'm, I'm just curious because i know people that love him and i know people that hate him um i think he's someone that I I just want to f- I would just want to talk to him just to like see if he's really like that you know what I mean because if he mm-hmm. is really like how he is in the games and stuff like that I feel like no I'm not gonna get along with him you know I I, I don't <laughs> I don't think I would want to be with him so you're wondering if this cheetah is putting on a persona just for this game if it's all sort of an act you know a correct facade. correct you want the you want the sequel the the side quest for Spyro the Dragon where you just go like chill and get high with the cheetah for a couple hours and talk about his life right yeah yeah I would absolutely play that now that I've said it out loud absolutely <laughs> that sounds up our alley for this podcast <laughs> well guys that's all the time we got get to know your cheetahs before you talk to them more. <laughs> Oh, I got it. Where you fuck him is what I wanted to say. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to another edition, the 12th edition ever of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I am Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about a type of game we don't normally play here. We're going to talk about Arc Systems DBFZ. That's right. That's Dragon Ball Fighters for the PS4, PC, and Switch. Uh, Duncan, you and I have played quite a bit of this game together, have we not? Hmm? No, I don't know. This one, <laughs> no, I, no. I plead the fifth, dude. I don't know this you one. You plead the fifth? Okay. I feel like I maybe have a, I don't know, like a door out of my apartment that sustained a little damage from hard slamming after you lost a couple of games in a row, but maybe I'm making that up. I think that might have been a different friend. Uh, yes, that could have been, been a, a totally guest. different friend. I'm extremely chill when I play this game. <laughs> Famously super chill whenever you play any video game. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters is an anime, like, stylized fighter based on the Dragon Ball Z universe, kind of a, a, obviously a 2D fighter. It's, it's so good. 
it's an incredible like it is maybe the fighting game that i have spent the most time with outside of smash brothers it just feels good to play everything yeah. looks good they made the combos really simple they added like an auto combo feature where you can just sort of mash one button and it makes a combo that's not as good as if you knew what you were doing so it's not like it you know makes it so that that there's no skill ceiling but it makes it so that if you're just two people who have no idea what you're doing you can still have a really engaging and entertaining looking fight like this game it it did it right man oh yeah 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 there's there's something about the entry level to it and just the pure excitement it is definitely the most entertaining fighting game to watch like i don't feel bad when people who are into that game are present while i'm playing that game with other people because i'm like i know this is a fun game to watch for at least like a couple rounds you know yeah um it's it's good it's extremely flashy if you haven't played it and you're like i don't know i don't really like fighting games as long as you have other friends that are into fighting games you'll really enjoy this one uh single player mode's not great at all uh no it's extremely bad (laughs) but (laughs) if you've got some friends you know it's a it's a real 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 club banger that's what and hey if you buy if you buy all the dlc there's like 12 gokus or something in there and that's fun for everyone to just have a full goku on goku match of different gokus you gotta love that stuff um Um, i have another thing i want to kind of branch off with here how many dbz games do you think there are do you have an actual answer, or are you just asking for me to like I generate do, conversation? I have a very general number because I wrote it down at one oh, point and okay. I forgot it, but I remember it. Still. Okay, I'm gonna say how many fighting games are just DBZ? Just in general? Dragon Ball Z games. I'm gonna guess eighteen. A hundred and five. No, Duncan, shut the fuck up. You're lying to me. This includes arcade cabinets and other okay. things. But okay, that's still a lot. That's of not. Based that's games. not okay. That shouldn't be legal. They've been making games forever about this. Like, the oldest systems have Dragon Ball games where you're, like, flying on a cloud trying to dodge things. It's crazy. What the fuck? What's your favorite DBZ game other than this one, obviously? Okay, other than this one, I got to give it to Budokai 3. Um, Dragon Ball Z Budokai 3. Get that Tenkaichi shit out of here. Yeah, that fuck was garbage. That. Fuck that. That was nothing. Dragon Ball Budokai 3 was great um, because you could like add items and stuff, which got really fucking dumb, and the characters were not designed to be balanced in any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and that was also a lot of fun. Um, and I remember my brother and I played through a shitload of that game together, uh, and you could like... I know we did a Cell versus Cooler match, I want to say, is what it was. Um, Or not Cell, Frieza versus Cooler match. And each equipped a number of different items that, like, gave us multiple lives. And I think that one match lasted, like, 20-something minutes (laughs) because we just kept coming back to life with different items. It was exceedingly dumb. I love that game. What about Uh, you? Budokai 2, Punch Punch, Kick Kick, E, I'll take it to my grave, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Who was your favorite Budokai 2 character? Off the top of your head. I just want to say Frieza. I think it might have been Frieza or Cell. I love the That's baddies. That's fair. I love the baddies. That's fair. Can't, I got um, to say it. For DBFZ, I got to give one more quick shout out to any tournament that's ever existed where Cell is played in the grand finals because he has <laughs> like, he walks onto stage and like says something and then like yells and charges up in the game and the entire audience will scream along with him. And it, it's, ah. Uh, it's the best part of watching any tournament. It feels great. Hey, guys, you wish, bud. You wish this episode was over. Here we are. <laughs> Gotta stop doing these in-jokes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't think of anything. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Duncan. <laughs> 
revert it back in age. That's right, we've Hello? reverted it back 10 years because this week we are playing Laura Croft Tomb Raider, just the demo for the PS1. This uh, this game was designed by Cordesign. <laughs> just Duncan. Cordesign <laughs> and Aspear. And as always, this game is free with any large pizza, probably from Domino's or something. I don't know. Yes, you I can get the demo disc pizza. a lot of Who places. Is this? Is this is this Domino's? Yeah, it is. Uh, I can't play, I can't play with you in the space anymore. I I hate the voice so much. You hate my voice? Mm-hmm. Why? It's just it's so. Uh, it just seems like you'd be a fucking nerd. I'm sorry. Yeah, you Am should I be gonna, kid. I wanted to call to see if I could get my demo disc. Well, did you order a large pizza? I did. It should have been in the pizza. It isn't. Did you I'm eat sorry. the pizza? I'm sorry. What? Did you eat the pizza? Not all of it. Did you eat the third slice from the middle right? Hold on. Let me check. Okay. It's not under there. It wasn't supposed to be under there. It's inside the pizza. Oh. Uh, I'm not hungry. <laughs> well, you're not can you just, can you just describe to me what this, what this is like? Yeah, kid, I can do that. Um. <laughs> What's in the disc? What's in the disc, Dad? I mean, pizza guy. Oops. <laughs> it's the worst bet. <laughs> anyway, the demo disc you can play. You can play Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Um, I can't really tell you too much about it because I was never able to get past the first ten minutes, no matter how much I played it. Hey, Alex. Yeah, Alex, get back to work. Stop talking to ten-year-olds. Hey, the ten-year-old called me. The customer's always right. The customer's always right. Anyway, kid, my voice got a lot deeper just now. You know what happens when my boss gets around. Um, Laura Croft Tomb Raider is is great. What I need uh -huh. you to do is eat that pizza, and I need you to get past the. I think it's like the second jump in the game, and I need you to tell me how you did it. I heard I heard Laura Croft controls like Croc. <laughs> Laura Croft controls a lot like Croc, but it doesn't make sense because she's a human person and not a crocodile. Um, does she look nice? I mean, I thought so, but I was fucking nine. What did I know? Me either. <laughs> hey, mister? Play us out, dog. Mister? Yeah. Can I hang up now? You can hang up or we can hang out. It's up to you, kid. <laughs> Oh god, this one's gonna have a bad energy. <laughs> play it again, play it again, I need a minute. <laughs> hang up or hang up, it's so deep. <laughs> Alright, I'm good, I'm good. Play me in I'm not good. Hello and welcome to the 14th ever episode of Thoughts from Player One. This timeline makes a lot of sense. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we're talking about Moe Era Part 2. We just couldn't get say, enough of we, it. We didn't cover it enough in the first episode. So we thought we'd just dip our toe right back in here in March 2020, the year of our Lord. 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Duncan, what is it that you think we missed the first time around? You know, Moa Era is our 15th least downloaded episode. And I think yeah. that it's a shame that we couldn't reach out to more people. So I hey. thought I would build a time machine and let people okay. know about Moa Era before mm-hmm. it came out. Now, no, 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 no. I know this is part two. But here's the thing about Moa Era is it is a mystery. It's a beauty of a game. There's nothing better than a video game when you don't know what's going on or you don't understand the plot, really, and you're confused mm-hmm. while you're playing it. What I That's want true. is I want to figure out who Comfy Company is, and yeah. I want to talk to them. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I think they're based out of Russia. You can probably do that. Yeah, no, for sure. I just kind of wanted a platform to just, like, think about that game more and like okay. its intricacies. How do you feel no, about that's it fair. now? How do you feel about it now that you have some time to spend away with it? I feel like I, did, I maybe didn't give it enough credit, right? I think we were pretty critical of it the first time around. We talked maybe a lot about its shortcomings, a lot about the ways that the story didn't connect, a lot about the ways that we felt kind of mm. confused. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think there's something to be said for floating, floating in that ambivalent goo that is not having any idea what the story is that you're taking a part in. Um, and I think there's kind of there's something comforting about that, like making decisions without understanding the comforting. ramifications of it. Really? Yeah, I find yeah. it. I find it completely stressful, but in a good way. Like like a fight okay. or flight scenario where like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like interesting. I, I, I feel like I'm always looking around my shoulder, thinking like, who is going to come to get me? Like, is there like a creepy girl like with a knife or something like that or like you know what i mean mm. like what, what direction mm-hmm. are they going to go are they going to be racist inside of it i don't know i don't know yeah it, i feel certainly. like it could be anything who knows when you stumble um, upon a game on steam with like a you know a hundred thousands very positive reviews you know you're not going to get that but when you download this like russian hacked fucking visual novel that kind of <laughs> oh, looks like doki doki oh, oh, you don't know what on. you're going to get I, I think that's maybe well, like a russian hacked visual novel it was built with actual game tools like it makes <laughs> i think this game was i, I want to be i want to be a little bit cautious of being too hard on the developers no 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 no. it's it's a I, i'm not even being hard i just like things it's a compliment yeah i just like things that make me feel uncomfortable in a way where i really have no idea where it's going and i kind of love yeah that. i think that's fair i think moera was um was a game that deserved a, a second look for sure it deserved a deeper analysis and i'm, I'm glad we we took this this couple of minutes here to talk with this um you know i i think i, I think overall moera was a lot of different things to a lot of different people and that's kind of the, the greatest praise you can heap on a game i think yeah well, uh, let your waifus control your laifu. We're supposed to have... We have a close... <laughs> At this point in the timeline, we have... <laughs> All right, I get it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're talking about Stunlock Studios' very own Battle Rite. That's right. This is their free-to-play, or it might have been about $15 at the time. I don't know. Um, MOBA with a twist. Uh, that's right. This MOBA is not just your standard League of Legends. That's not just your Dota clone. That's mm-hmm. no Heroes of the Storm. This one is an action MOBA, an A-MOBA, an AMOBA. A MOBA. Uh, 
what makes this one different is it takes place over the course of a couple of rounds. There's no creeps. There's no towers. There's no anything mm. like that. No items. It's just no items. It's just you, your hero, the rest of your team's heroes, and the enemy's heroes. And you can, like, you know, it's basically all skill shots. It's very action-oriented. It's very, like, cool-down-oriented. It's just... It's a lot of fun. I really hope this game takes off in a way because I think people are really going to enjoy this. I hear your joke, and I I blasphemize it. That's that's fucking rude, dude. That's really rude. You know what? I, <laughs> I love this game. I genuinely. I, uh, I'm. Hey, I I was there with you. I put twenty five thirty hours into this game. All right. Yeah. Like, it was a good game. People just didn't click with it. Yeah. I I wonder why. Do you, why do you think they didn't click with it? I'm curious. Um, I think for one hand, like on one hand, the matches could start to feel a little bit samey because there was no like build path for you to do item wise. There was no like map presence. So like the complexity was entirely contained within the you know individual characters and the way that your character controlled and the way that the other characters controlled. Um, so I think it could feel a little samey. And also for that exact same reason, like it was really easy to get dominated by people extremely quickly if they were just a lot better than you, which That's I think true. could probably turn some new players off pretty quickly. That's fair. I've played 105 hours of this game. Woof. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a lot. I really like this game. It's good. <clears throat> it's uh, a very good game. I like the guy who has two pistols. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. I yeah, I like. Of fun. I, like I don't remember that character. Ah, uh, big meat boy, Pudge wannabe. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he didn't hook anyone. Uh, he looked a lot like Pudge. I don't know what do you want from me, dude. Dude, you look a lot like Pudge. Wow! Holy <laughs> shit! Jesus Christ! How can I keep doing this? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. The podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game. As always, we haven't figured out how to put music in there yet, so that's my. As soon as we do, yeah. As soon as we do. As soon as we um, do. If you didn't figure it out this week, we are going to talk about the entire Halo franchise. That's right, every Halo game from your favorite developers, Bungie or Bungie, as we have written <laughs> on this document for some reason. Uh, you can find most of these games on Xbox, you can find some of them on PC, and there's no exact price because we're talking about between three and five games, depending just, on how you want to look at it. Sorry, can you just wrap up the story for me? Yeah, um, did you ever play StarCraft? No. Because uh, it's that. <laughs> um, is it? Is it actually? It's pretty much StarCraft, yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Um, you know, you play you play Master Chief. You play a Spartan by the name of John, John Spartan. And you, um, you kind of get out there and you make friends with some aliens who are your enemies. And then you find some more plant-type aliens who are kind of like low sentience but high numbers uh and they're your real enemies and then you kind of fight them and then i think john spartan is supposed to die but he doesn't really die i'm pretty sure sure uh, and that's the story oh that's interesting I've that's always... three games that's over the course of three games there's also halos like the titular halos they're big rings that blow up if you're not careful i think it's been a <laughs> while since i played the first halo <laughs> you're not careful what halo <laughs> game did you spend the most time with uh, definitely Halo 3. I mean, I played all of them, but I spent by far the most time with Halo 3. I spent the most time with Halo 2 in person, and then the most time online with Halo 3. Mm. Um, hey, how much, did you ever, have you, did you play any other games on Xbox Live? Like three, like Xbox 360? Yeah. 
Um, I played I Call Halo of Duty might be 4. the only game I played on Xbox Live. I played I played Call of Duty for Modern Warfare ah, Online quite a bit. That, I mean that that totally drives. and that Soul Calibur Four. Well, obviously, oh Soul Calibur famously yeah. would like we talked about seven episodes ago is one of your favorite games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, God, I love this 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 game, man. Like Halo Three, the introduction of like sixteen person um, like LAN. Oh man, like. I will never experience this again, but when I was in high school and we knew enough people that didn't have anything better to do than play Halo online for, like, or play Halo in person for, like, six hours, there were multiple times where we got between 12 and 16 people together to play Halo, and it was always, like, those are some of the standout best memories I have from being in high school. Like, it's just, it's an absolute blast to do that. I feel like I didn't even know 12 to 16 people in high school. That's crazy that you got that many people playing. Like, yeah, I mean, it. I don't think I knew all of them, but, you know, sure, sure. I knew three of them and somebody else knew four of them. And, you know, you pull them together. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. It was I um I started off not really enjoying like first person shooters in general. And I kind of got pressured into playing Halos and stuff like that, because that's all my mm-hmm. friends wanted to play. And um, I wasn't allowed to play it for quite a long time. And then I begged my mom because my friends wouldn't hang out with me unless I was playing Halo. I begged my mom to play it, and the way I had to describe it, I'm like, it's, you just, you don't kill anyone, you just kill aliens, and then she's like, oh, okay, that makes sense, and then she let me have it. Um, Duncan, I am getting a very clear picture of your early childhood friendships, (laughs) and they do not sound healthy in either direction. (laughs) My friends wouldn't hang out with me if I wasn't playing Halo, but that's fair, because they would come over and I would make them play Soul Calibur. (laughs) And Mario Party. Well, here's the thing, though, dude, is when you're when you're that age, you don't really understand what's rude and what isn't rude. And also, it's not like they were like, oh, no, we were not going to hang out with you. It was more just like, well, we're going to go play Halo, so bye. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but (laughs) damn, dude, you had some fucking friendships. No, these games, they were um, they were. They were definitely formative to me in, in a lot of ways. I remember uh, Halo 3 introduced The Forge, where you could kind of, like, make your own maps and rule oh, sets. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. I remember me and uh, another one of my friends at the time in high school, Harrison, we made. I don't remember what the game mode was, but I remember it was like, oh, I'm not actually going to say the name of it because it was vaguely problematic. <laughs> but it was, you can know. censor it? I'll censor it. Yeah, Just tell yeah me we can, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not problematic. I don't know. It was like, at the time, again, I was like 16. It was cops versus hobos. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it was was essentially you had one team who had virtually nothing and another team that started in a giant spire that had every single weapon and every single vehicle in it. Um, and it was just team deathmatch. And it was not designed to be fair or fun for anyone. I think maybe I was like really into the social justice aspect and I didn't understand it at the time. Um, but, you know, yeah. we forced a lot of people to play that when we had 16 people and nobody ever had a good time. But we did it four or five times. Yeah, I imagine you saying some like really messy shit like, like take that hobo, man. You know, I I think I pretty much always played the hobos killing the cops. Okay, so I, is it. that messy? I don't know. In 2020, maybe that won't be such a wild, radical idea. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed these games online, on person, good ass times. Um, absolutely. Um, four player co op was great. Loved four player co op. Uh, master chiefin out. No, no. Nope, that's not it. Hold on, let's find one. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're talking about a new genre of game. We're really getting into the weeds here. That's right. We are talking about auto chess games. Auto chess. Whether that be Dota auto chess, whether that be Dota Underlords, whether that be auto chess, whether that be... The League of Legends one with Teamfight Tactics. Uh, we are just gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about this entirely new genre of game. Um, Duncan, have you played a lot of these auto chess games? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you asked me that. Like, are are you um? Do do you have an issue while like also sitting at like a meeting for the issue? <laughs> the fucking, Does anyone want a transition, dog? <laughs> It's just funny because you know how much fucking time we've spent playing this together. We we oh, first God. discovered it's, this it's, genre it's genre by sitting next to each other playing it and oh, like taking God. turns dragging the pieces on the board and feeling Perhaps. the pure ecstasy and thrill of auto chess. Oh, okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's my that's my bad. It was a weird way to transition in. Duncan, how do you feel about auto chess games in general? Mwah. Oh, Wait, so am I supposed like to that. say more things? I would appreciate it if you did oh, okay. more than just the chef's kiss noise. Okay. Uh no, it's it's very fun. I think that it does get a little bit tiring per each like version of it. I feel like once you kind of get the flow and, you know, sort of like the chance based of it it is um it's a little bit less fun i can no longer play them by myself but i'll always play them with a friend because it's a nice little background um while you kind of chit chat about your day or your life or whatever's going on and i think that the chance aspect of it is fun and low skill uh in a way that's like oh you can do a little bit with positioning and things like that i think tft's got it right with the seasons and like doing different types of characters fully instead of just adding way too many that don't make any sense um dota underlords was not fun it lasted way too long yeah i think that is kind of my problem with these games um and for people don't know like the genre of game basically just involves buying you know what's essentially chess pieces but they're characters from a moba and putting them on a board and watching them fight each other against other people um and i think the they're really fun for the first like 15 rounds maybe around there um and then like as people start getting knocked out like the longer you stay in it's just sort of like it starts to feel less interesting and less dynamic and starts to be a lot more like i really hope i get this one exact unit that i need um and if if you don't get that it starts to feel really bad and it starts to become really obvious pretty early on who's going to win and some of this is probably just because i don't understand the mechanics of it well enough to be like good at it um but i think if the game goes to like 35 minutes which they sometimes do i start to just be like okay can we just get this over with especially because if you're playing it with a friend they've probably been out for 15 minutes just watching you play and that's not that interesting but it is still kind of exciting because i actually do like cheering on for you sometimes i'm you know i'm like i'm alt tabbed or you're on my second Mm -hmm. monitor or something like that but like it is it is still exciting and also thinking about this i'm realizing that auto chess is just sort of virtual cockfighting (laughs) (laughs) right yeah, a little bit. Right, like you just set a your little, pieces out and bit. you just scream at them as they fight each other, and you go, "No, no, 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 no! Attack that one! Attack that one!" And they don't—they can't hear you. They're just auto I pieces. Mean, that's fair, but that's more like like salty bed is more like virtual cockfighting. This one has a little bit of like strategy salty behind what? it. If you never, you, did we? You salty bed? Salty bed? 
It's no. like a. It is a Twitch stream that is set up so you can like make bets based on. I think it's called Mugen. Mugen, the the like fighting oh, game engine where you yeah, like input yeah, yeah, your own yeah, characters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah now yeah. I know what That's you're go, talking about. Go check if you have not checked out Salty Bet. Go watch it. It's really fun. It's absolutely bonkers um but i think auto chess there's a little bit of that in there and i i agree with what you said that it can be fun to watch your friends and like cheer them on but i I think that really depends on when you get out like if you get out in the first 10 minutes and the game is 35 minutes by the end i'm just i'm done i think that's why you get out like sorry go ahead in the second half if you get out in like the second half I think it's still fun because then you've like you've played enough of it to know like the people that are strong and you don't want to fight and you want to see lose and you've played enough to like understand a little bit. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a really interesting genre and I'm cool. To, like it's, it's interesting and I enjoy watching it evolve. Yeah, um, that's great. Uh, uh, get checkmate. Checkmate, please. Nice, dude. Got him. Checkmate, please. deep paths of exile down the road across the goblins who were slain by the four heroes lays a cave entrance and in that cave entrance are more creatures of night and dark and evil slain they were by the same swords of those outside the four adventurers travel forward knowing that death was permanent and imminent. They walked past and saw twelve tiny holes on the ground. They walked past them. Tink! Death. Death! Death for all of those adventurers killed by a simple trap. But alas, the path they had made was filled with bloodshed of creatures and vile enemies that they meant as threat. The lesson here, the lesson here, watch where you're walking. You might just fall into a big spike trap. Hello. Path of exile. Hello. Play the music. Path Play the music. We're of done. That's perfect. Exile. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. That's right. It's the new <laughs> focus video game. Anyway, anyway, here's Duncan. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Fuck that one right up. What's up, gamers? We're playing Blizzard Entertainment's Heroes of the Storm this week. Um, you know it. You love it. You've played it. It's not Dota. It's not League. It's Heroes of the Storm. Dude, I can't this wait one's to... free to play. Dude, I love shooting Diablo with a fucking real gun. <laughs> I love murdering Diablo with an assault rifle. Shoot the devil where he lies and then throw ice on him, baby. What's up? <laughs> the devil went down to StarCraft. Damn. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love this game, man. I've only played a, a couple one, matches of it, but I think it's going to stick. I think it's great. I can't wait. Blizzard made a lot of smart choices. They took out items because items suck. Items they took are out dumb. CS because CS <laughs> sucks. Dumb. It's a fucking dumb game. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay all right future talk here future yeah. talk here i love this game i want to play this so game's... much more of it uh i like this game but also i get mad at this game why how because it's a fucking moba i get mad at mobas what do you want from me 
me. You're so chill when we play all other MOBAs. I'm so chill when we play League because I don't put higher cognitive functions into it. Okay. Okay. But you put it um, into Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Okay, um, sure. No, this game's good. I, I like this game. I think it's really fun. I think it's interesting. I think the hero design is really cool. Um, I There's that one hero that I still want to play with you where, like, you each control half of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. Um, but it's it's cool. It's, it's just... weird to see all the Blizzard characters together in one, like, universe, you know? Yeah, I, I think what I love about this game is they just don't really give a shit, and that's what makes yeah. it amazing. They don't care about, like, balancing it for competitive. They don't, like, think about, like, how to make this, like, the most, like, you know, like, oh, wow, he's going for this. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's not meant to be the next big esport it's just meant to be a moba that you grab and have fun with and i like the rotation of heroes and like the skills they make are fun and like the leveling system is interesting enough where it's like instead of you know buying items and stuff like that you get levels into items that you buy Mm -hmm. and there's just a lot of fun ideas in there and they're not afraid to just go for it. But it's it's a different like going for it than Dota. Like Dota 2 goes for it, but they always yeah. make it harder. This is just they go for it and they just make it weirder, you know? Yeah. They they do a lot of things to uh, like obfuscate how poorly your teammates are doing. Poorly mm-hmm. or well your teammates are doing, which I think is kind of nice so that you don't like I think the game is maybe less prone to people flaming other people, but also, like, it still they still do it. Yep. They still do it. <laughs> they tried to make um, a perfect environment and it still couldn't happen. Yeah. So it's, you know, it, it's a good game. I, I, I'm still interested whenever they release a new hero. I'm still interested to kind of see what they do from here. Um, unfortunately, it does feel like it's really... It did not catch on the way I was hoping it would. You know, there's still a player base. It's not like you can't find games or anything. But, you know, when when you and I were playing, I think it was I was level like four and you were level like 50 and they were matching us against like level 700 people because they're like, I don't know, this is, just, this is the closest matchup we have. <laughs> right. um, and sometimes it worked, but it's a, it's an interesting take on that genre, I think, for yeah. sure. Um, I hope you... Hmm. Uh, Heroes yep, of the Podcast. Podcast of the nope. Storm. Nothing. Nope. Nothing. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Damn, I really had it with, with the devil went down to StarCraft, huh? You did. You had it. Maybe just repeat that again and <laughs> pretend you didn't say it earlier, and I'll like pretend it's funny it's the first time I heard it. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. And the devil went down to StarCraft. He was looking for a Zerg to steal. <laughs> looking for a Zerg to steal. Fuck that. I hate this thing we're doing. Me too. We're too deep in, dude. Hello and welcome to the fucking shit. <laughs> Just looked at the game we're playing this week. What? What happened? Are you okay? Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we're playing Treasures McDonald Land Treasure Land Adventure for the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that very well. Can you repeat that? This week we're playing McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure for the Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis. You can find this game for around $30 on eBay, which is about the only place you can find it anymore. Uh, and this is a, uh, it's kind of a, an adventure, a, a narrative-heavy platformer um, regarding you as Ronald McDonald um, going through and trying to get to space. One day, Ronald McDonald was walking in the magical forest and found a small piece of paper under a big tree. Mm. 
Wikipedia has decided to hyperlink the word tree. <laughs> now forest. Oh, Ronald Wikipedia really can't see the forest of the tree. <laughs> Ronald discovers that there is a part of a treasure map. While Ronald wonders where the other pieces are, it turns out the three villains each have a piece of the map. Ronald then begins his treasure hunt with a part of the map. Ronald then ends up in a cave and battles the anthropomorphic tomato that has the second piece of the map. After claiming the second piece of the map, Ronald boards the circus train, bound for a magical town, arriving in magical town. Ronald McDonald scales a construction scale and a balloon goblin-like creature flying a clown-like robot. Upon defeating it, Ronald gives the goblin-like creature three jewels in exchange for part of the map. An exchange he'll never forget. A toll on his soul, an etching on his skin that is permanent. <laughs> Ronald then flies like, the balloon out of the magical sea. Like to, that wasn't on Wikipedia. <laughs> that was definitely on there. Shut up. Magical sea to find the fourth <laughs> part of the map on a specific island. After an encounter with the pirate, the... Th with... What? What? <laughs> With All you have to do is phalange? Phalange lip? Phalange? What's a phalange? Like a, it's like a, like a fucking tentacle-like thing. Oh, with phalange lips for a head, Ronald then finds himself on a sunken pirate okay, ship. Okay, that doesn't sound right. No, I'm pretty sure I remember that lip enemy. Okay, okay. Ronald then battles the pirates and defeats them upon claiming the final part of the map. Ronald, Birdie, and Grimace discover the map, showing that the treasure is on a magical moon. And that's it. I'm not going to give you the rest of the story. You have to play it to get the that's rest true. of the story. That's true. We don't want to spoil the we story. That's as far it. as I got anyway. So that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, this game's great. Go check it out. Uh, if you like McDonald's branded shit, this is definitely going to be right up your alley. I'm not even... This is not a joke. Like, that whole thing, like, we're reading it for a bit. I actually think this is a pretty decent platformer. You should really give it a try. I think it kind of beats the likes of Mario and stuff like that. Like... I, and maybe it doesn't beat it, but it at least no, matches uh, it. definitely doesn't beat it. But it matches it, it. It, it is way more competent than it should be for being a McDonald's-based game. I don't know how much of that is because we only played it when we were drunk with friends, but but it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. So go check it out. Sega Genesis Mega Drive. Check it out. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. That's the end of the episode. Oh, no, we have like 10 more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we took a look at the one, the only, the knockout king, the most famous game of all time, the game that put Nintendo on the map for the N64 if you didn't play Super Mario 64. That's right, we're talking about Majora's Mask. Ocarina of... Oh. 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 Wait. I see. Okay. We've got a, we've got a problem here. I played Ocarina of Time. Oh, no. Did you play? Oh. Oh, no. What wacky situation did we oh, get ourselves man. into? <laughs> well, well, my game was good. Was yours? It was fantastic. It was excellent. You're a liar. <laughs> no, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> my game. Okay, I'll, I'll admit it to you. I'll give this to you. Ocarina of Time, great fucking game. Majora's Absolutely. Mask, perfect. a perfect sequel. 
absolutely loved playing as a Deku scrub. My favorite part of a Legend of Zelda game was getting in there and just spending an hour and a half playing something controlled like shit that was uninteresting. Dude, you are a Deku scrub if it took you an hour and a half to get out of that initial location. It wasn't the initial location. It was the follow-up location. The When you go into in the woods, that was the problem. That's what took so long. I just punched my microphone. I apologize <laughs> about that. I'm just so mad. Listen, listen. The theming around Majora's Mask is my favorite shit. And that doesn't... I know it doesn't excuse the gameplay, because it's not perfect. But, 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 you can't deny that rolling around as a Gordon is awesome. I can because I didn't get to that point in the game. Well, you are such a Deku scrub, dude. You're the Okay, biggest... I didn't I didn't own the game. It's not like I had forever to play it. I had like three hours. I didn't either, man. Okay, well now who's the idiot? I, okay, it's me. I also right. didn't own Ocarina of Time to be fair. Let's talk about um, Ocarina of Time then. Let's do it. Uh this was a great game. This was a the first three D Legend of Zelda. Um, it was an absolute blast to play through. You got to play as Link the whole time, which was great. I loved that part of it. <laughs> hold on. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Pause, 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 yeah. pause. Uh-huh. Now, imagine this. Step in, okay. step inside the brain space with me here. Okay, I'm here. You are a podcast listener. Absolutely, yep. You've just clicked on your favorite podcast thoughts from Player One. Uh, and and you begin to literally turn it off by this point. Yeah, God. for sure. You've begun listening to them talk, and uh, the first thing they say is, "You get to play as Link the whole time, and that's great." <laughs> yeah. Do you turn off the podcast or keep listening to it? <laughs> well, I think it's important to note that that's not the first thing that was said about Ocarina of Time. The first thing that was said about Ocarina of Time was Majora's Mask is bad. So, <laughs> I just, I just want, I just. What other games do you not play as Link the whole time that are popular? Only one. Only one. <laughs> it's Majora's Mask. <laughs> God damn. I've actually been completely schooled on this. <laughs> You've been so schooled. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, Ocarina of Time was great. I actually didn't play this game until my freshman year in college um, because I didn't own an N64, so I only played about an hour and a half, maybe two hours of it previously. Um, but what this you, game, this game's great. What do you honestly like about it? Like, I can tell you exactly what I like about Majora's Mask, but I feel like anytime I ask someone, like, what do you like about a Zelda game? They're just like, uh, I don't know. It's just really good. Like, it's all around great. But like, what is it that uh, I specifically think th- speaks to you? I think with, uh, with Ocarina of Time, I think a lot of the openness of the world felt really good, right? I think this is... You know, important because I, I I am curious how this game would strike me after having played Breath of the Wild, which is like takes that openness and openness and pumps it up to like the nth degree. But I like the kind of the freedom feeling that you have throughout the game. I think it does generally feel pretty good, but I think a lot of it kind of um, rests on the dungeon design. I think the integration of the puzzles into the dungeon is really interesting. I think like going through them, it kind of feels like you're exploring an area where there's like things on every nooks and cranny. And then I'm always a sucker for any game that has like hidden secrets, you know, like shooting um, arrows at the sun to unlock the fire arrows or doing that obscenely long quest to get the big Goron sword, like all that stuff kind of felt really good to me. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it was also like it was one of the first Legend of Zelda games that I ever played. So that kind of style of game was really new to me at the time, and I I really clicked with it pretty quickly. I think Whew, we're really going over. So uh, yeah, that's great. Oh, right, that's great. Right. Uh, glad you can share your thoughts and feelings about this. Let's all together play our ocarinas to bring us to the 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 end of this one. Here, I'm gonna play this song on my ocarina. Jesus Christ, Duncan. <laughs> what have we done? Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're talking about Civ 5. Loved Civ 5. For Love Access Games, it. PC, Xbox 360, maybe. <laughs> Don't know. There's a question mark in the document. Don't know what that means. Anyway, it's about $30. <laughs> $30. Oh, oh, I love this game. These first 32 episodes are so trying, Duncan. <laughs> What do love you mean? Sip five. We love have so this much time love... in between them. I know. Two weeks per episode. Love <laughs> Civ 5. Civ 5 is great. Uh, here's a quick question. Everybody listening knows what Civilization 5 is. Sid Meier's Civ 5. It's a great game. How do you feel about Civ 5 multiplayer? Have you done it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I have a really funny story about this. Um, so Go for it. I got together my... I had about three or four people who were like PC gamers, like core game in that okay. in that in that area and around probably 10th grade or so um mm-hmm. and they all own civilization 5 but they never played it multiplayer style so i was like let's okay. get together let's have a night and let's just play civilization 5 now scratch what i said earlier about them all having it two of them did not have it and were not willing oh, to nice. buy it oh yes please tell me you did what i think you did i pirated the damn thing right oh okay 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 now i pirated it and everyone's like, it's not going to work, Duncan. This is not going to work out very well for you. I'm like, no, it's land. It'll be fine. Okay. I spent an hour and a half trying to get this to work. Oh, nice. And people were late. And by the time like I got it to work, it was like 10 p.m. And no <laughs> one wanted to play. And it was one of the most embarrassing, sad oh. moments of my life. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's the shit I love to hear about. <laughs> but um, I, I begged them to play. <laughs> I'm like, no, I put all this work. And they're like, I don't know. I'll just, I Whoa. think I'm just going to go. And I'm like, yeah, that's, Again, that's fair. Common thread with video games and your friendships. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, uh, Civ 5, I love this game. I, I've only really played it with all the expansions, so I play it with all the expansions. Um. I think it's great. I enjoy it quite a bit multiplayer. I've got a number of like interesting stories, um, including one with an extraordinarily mad uh, Matt Hiller, who who has um, been kind enough to appreciate our podcast as it goes on. But I think my favorite one with future friend of the show, Josh, uh, we <laughs> you decided to introduce him to Civilization V because he had never played a Civ V game before or a Civilization game before. And I will never remember it because there were about four of us. We were all on Discord, and we were like, "Wow, Josh is really taking a long term, like long time thinking about his turn." We were like, "Turn twenty five in the game or something." Like, man, he must have be having a really big turn, and then he just like wouldn't end his turn, and he wouldn't respond. He falls asleep. <laughs> about, about twelve minutes later, he woke up. It <laughs> was like, "Oh, sorry guys, I was uh, must have zoned out there for a second and hit end turn." And we were like, "Dog, you've been asleep for fifteen minutes." <laughs> Like, no way. No, I just closed my eyes. <laughs> that is the quintessential Civilization Five story. And let's end this turn and skip ahead two years. 
Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. Damn it, it was two weeks. Why did I say two years? <laughs> I don't know, dog. I'm just realizing on that now. for. Oh my god. We've been sitting on that for a long time. Yeah. We've been waiting two years to do this. It's, it's weird. You made us wait a long time. But uh, as always, this week, we're going to play a new game. We're going to play Rocket League by Psionics LLC. I think they might just go by Psionics. I'm <laughs> <laughs> reading what's in the document. Sure. <laughs> You can, you can catch this one on basically every platform at this point, uh, and it's $20 or maybe free some places. I don't know, dog. Um, but Rocket League is fun. It's car soccer. It's rocket car soccer. If you haven't played Rocket League at this point, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Honestly, if, it's been free a lot. It's been cheap a lot. It's insanely popular. It's so much fun. What is there really more to say other than it's just a wicked fun game like what do you i don't know what do you what does what the there to say it's not much i love flipping cars it's a great game and i think that we should fast forward two weeks rocket league's great check it out rocket guys League's fucking awesome goal 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 scream it goal goal fucking shit Hello, welcome to <laughs> It's Crash Bash. <laughs> That's right, Duncan's got it. This week we're playing Crash Bash for the PS1. This was apparently developed by Eurocom Cerny Games. It it's about, it's about $20 on eBay again. Crash Bash was the um, direct competitor. And ooh, what a strong competitor it was to Mario Party. God, you know what I seem to remember? I seem to remember in my school, you were either a Crash Basher or a Mario Partier. And all really? the anytime there was a Mario Party, the Crash Bashers would bash the Crash Bash. I mean, the Mario Party. <laughs> it was fucking yeah. insane, dude. Yeah, dude. Same at my school for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Crash Bash, I will say, I will go on record. Crash Bash was great. I loved Crash Bash. Admittedly, the only mini game I remember involved jumping around on pogo sticks and coloring yes. and different blocks and them dropping. Yes. But I am very Alex. sure there were more games in Crash Bash. This is why I'm going to record a hundred of these with you, dude. I, I'm i so happy you, you know just that one because that is also <laughs> the one that I remember. <laughs> That's insane. Also, maybe it was the only good one. Also, the, I do remember one other one. I'll, I'll admit that. Okay, it, it was like a a classic one where you could go left or right, and it was a square, and there was like a like a ping, not ping pong, uh, pinball like ball that was bouncing in between everyone, and you had to hit it back and forth huh. to each other and try and uh, get a goal okay. on each other. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, that, I that remember that a little too. bit. Uh, a really good alternate party game. Um, do you remember there was a party game for the Xbox? Do you remember that at all? It was like something completely uh, different. But I really like that, that one too. Is that something radio? No. No. It wasn't Jet Force Gemini, which is why I thought it was radio something. I remember it something because it's party, like the I think. It's like the futuristic one, I thought. Yeah. Are we thinking of the same one? It was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of that one too. Like a you roll around like a giant giant metal ball at one point on a track. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out yeah, to yeah, that yeah, game yeah. and the paint game in Crash Bash. <laughs> if we can somehow make that happen now in the future, that would be great. Okay, hold on. I gotta look up the name of that game. It's gonna drive me insane for the next. While he does that, weeks or however long they have left. Let's get connected. Like, let's. I want to do an interview about this game. Like, I. 
I really want to know more about what's behind it, you know? Yeah, dude. I would love to do an interview with Eurocom Cerny Games. Fusion Frenzy, that's what oh, it was. Oh. How did I forget that? You've now oh. released us all into into, into heaven. <laughs> Great. This looks brash on out of hell. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we're taking a more refined look at games. This week we're taking a look at Number None and my good old friend Jay Blows. <laughs> What's so funny? I'm sorry, I um, <laughs> got a case Alex, of the giggles. Alex, Alex we have to be Jay on Blow our best behavior of... for Jay Blow. <clears throat> sorry, Jonathan Blows Braid. No, no, Jay Blow. Uh, J Blow is Braid. <laughs> Told me that in confidence. Um, so you can find Braid on a lot of different platforms. Braid is a puzzle platformer that's main kind of quirk is it has in each individual level a different time control mechanic, whether that be the time moves when you move or the other ones. There are a lot of different ones. <laughs> We take a look at one <laughs> narrative story focus game. As always, I'm Duncan. Uh, I'm Alex. And this week we took a look at Deep Rock Galactic. I'm sorry. Rock and stone to, to the, the bone. bone. Rock and stone to the bone. Carl. Carl. Rock and stone to the bone. Those jokes only made sense to people who played Deep Rock Galactic. Everyone else hates it. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we played The Chinese Room in Robert Briscoe's Dear Esther, a narrative-focused walking simulator game with a deep root in poetry and poetic prose. <laughs> Lost the word prose for a minute. Um, Duncan, you have, I believe, pretty positive feelings about Dear Esther. Is this correct? Dude. You walk around, bro. There's nothing else you really do. I mean, that's true, technically speaking. I don't know. I don't play with the volume on. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. It was weird that you just walked around and nobody said anything the whole game. Yeah. Um, I, I got to admit, I got to admit, when I first played this game, I was at a point of emotional immaturity with games, and I just didn't like this. I didn't understand it. If I went back to it, I'm actually sure I'd enjoy it. But at the time, yeah. I was I was in the band camp of, like, this is not really a game. This is not anything. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people were, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it when I first played it, but I was also at the point in my life where things that were, like, extremely you know, up their own ass, difficult to understand. I just assumed were high art. I don't know. I haven't come back to this game in a long time. I remember the prose being really engaging and poetic, but I don't know if it actually had anything interesting to say because it's been a long time. Um, I would like to replay this game, honestly. Now that this is yeah. like, this is kind of the progenitor for walking simulator type games, right? This is oh, the yeah. first one that I think of by by a wide margin. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see 
uh, I think we should replay it. I think we should replay it at some point and like really get a feel for it. You know, this is our episode on it, so we won't talk about it. But I would be curious to see how we how we walk away from it. Sure, this is more of like a pre-episode. We're trying this out where we're like going to record how we feel about it beforehand, and then we'll actually play it again. Um, Shit, hold on, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. Uh, Put that down. Put that on the board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That we actually do. Um, yeah. I will say that I do remember getting lost a couple times, and I think that's a problem yeah. with walking simulators is you're so slow that if you, like, if you go the wrong way, it takes you so long to get back to the other point. Um, and I know mm-hmm. there's not a lot of ways around it without breaking immersion, but uh, I did think that was a little bit of a problem. So, uh, dear listener, are you there? It's me, Duncan. I hope you're still here. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we're playing the quintessential game that you can play with your parents. That's right, we're playing Nintendo's Wii Sports. We would like to play. Oh, this game is, I think, the best-selling game of all time because it was packaged in with the Wii, and the Wii is the best-selling console of all time by, I'm pretty sure, a very wide margin. That feels so Um, unfair. How can you... It's the best-selling <laughs> game of all time. We forced it into your hands if you bought the console. It feels well, so Well, to cheap. be fair, it was also the only Wii game that, like, 80% of Wii owners ever played, so... It's because it's all they had. Know. It's also... It's a good it game, a good though. Game. Like, I will say, for as much as I think the Wii as a, like, you know, gimmick console didn't work as much as I was hoping it would, Wii Sports was always fun to play. What was your Bowling, favorite sport? tennis... Uh, I I think tennis was actually my favorite sport on here. Yeah, I I played a lot of bowling. Um, I had a my mom's boyfriend really really loved bowling. I think it's literally the only way we connected. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I and I I appreciate all that time. Like God bless, uh, God bless we sports for just connecting two very uncomfortable people. In a great way. Um, I didn't love playing yeah, Wii Sports. Dude. I would always, or Wii Bowling, I would always roll the ball and then I'd turn around and look at the wall and like close my eyes and wait to hear the strike <laughs> or the spare or whatever. Oh, it was fucking awesome, dude. I love that you game. Were such a also, fucking show off. Boxing? Ugh. Love boxing. Boxing was boxing was interesting. I think it didn't work necessarily as, as well as I wanted it to, but it was still a lot of fun. But I was all about that, like, tennis life, that stand up right next to the net and flail your arm wildly because you've been swinging your racket enough <laughs> that you're likely to hit it. That was the good shit. Yeah, um, that was the great Fun shit. story. My aunt, um, as of today in, like, March, um, has been a part of a, like, wee bowling league God. with a bunch of other, like, 65-year-old-plus women in her, like, not a retirement, but, you know, in her little community where she lives. Uh, just, like, every Wednesday they get together and play wee bowling. It's like, you know what? That's, That's awesome. great. I love that. That's love so much that fun. Too. Uh, ask her if my stepdad, my I'm sorry, my mom's ex boyfriend's there. <laughs> I think I will, and she'll definitely know. <laughs> uh, feels good, but even now we even down over the last couple of months. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, I didn't know we were doing this at first, sorry. We played Masked Fire Studios, PTYLTD, I'm just reading off the sheets, Blackwake. And just like this pirate voice, the effort that was put into this game. No, it's actually, 
you know, it seems like it's in alpha right now. And it is. It's it's out. It's out. Oh. It's out. It's officially oh. out of early access. Oh. <laughs> so okay. I'm still talking well, on it. Our, the effort that I put into this pirate voice is the same as they put into this game sometimes. Um, Yarr. So. Blackwake, because this one is not a popular one, it's a, you know, you you play, you get together, it's a fully online game, there's kind of, you all filter into a couple of different pirate ships, you know, you get into like a 30-person lobby and they filter into different pirate ships, and then you kind of float around, like sail around this like lake, essentially shooting each other. I think there's a lot of really cool systems in here, I think there's a lot of like really interesting parts of this game, I think it just kind of didn't click with me, I was hoping for more of like a silly pirate sail the sea and like get into hijinks and it ended up being a lot more like pirate team deathmatch yeah and i didn't love the team deathmatch part of it i don't think the game is necessarily bad i just think it's not, not for what you. i was hoping it would be yeah i i think the there's just so many loading cannons and i feel like the captain <laughs> you load so many cannons dog. i feel like the captain was definitely having fun and mm. I just, it wasn't clear how to fire the cannons to make it hit well. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the mortar stuff was kind of fun. I don't know. I, I, I just didn't really like the, I just didn't really like the game. That's pretty much it. There's nothing more <laughs> I, to I it. I think there was, it was a little bit fun when you were like doing broadsides with another ship. I think it absolutely sucked as soon as you got close enough that people started boarding each other. Yeah, that, it really turned into a shit show that. Um, get. Yar, um, I'm coming for your booty. Nope, I can't say that one. <laughs> that one's nothing. Um, yar, your land lovers are gonna love this next game. That's nothing. Dude, you dude. sound like you know what you sound like. You sound like uh, what? you sound like Max and Chloe from Life is Strange when they try and do the pirate thing when they're kids. <laughs> Fucking actually kill kids. me, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Twenty-seven percent more downloads. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we played Double Fine Productions Psychonauts. That's right, Psychonauts is a new game from Double Fine. You can pick it up on Xbox Original. You can pick it up on PS2, and you can pick it up on PC uh, for about $10 a piece. Um, Psychonauts is a 3D action platformer, this time actually an action platformer, that has a ton of character in it. Um, kind of a classic double fine type type joint you know it's it's a lot of it's goofy it's silly the characters are really well defined the art style is like kind of interesting and not too high def it doesn't try to be like realistic um this is just like a genuinely really fun game about a bunch of kids who have like psychokinetic powers at a summer camp or sometimes pyrokinetic powers or a bunch of different type of like mind powers i just i really loved how the voice of the main character was the guy from Vader Zim. Like, there's just something. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, that's really you, what huh? drew me into the game. And I'm like, oh my god, it's, Lord. it's Zim. And I liked it so much because of that. And I grew. It. It. I feel like for me personally, it was the first game in that sort of like um, that quirky platform comedy game like just i guess quirky game like kind of comedy game that i really like latched onto i feel like Mm -hmm. it is in the likes of like you know with the whole like the milkman bit i don't know if you remember that where it's just like weird funny game stuff uh and 
I think that kind of started my love of some of the titles that I I think trump my list of like these are my favorite kind of games. Um, yeah. And I think it was really important. It was a really weirdly important game to me that I have not touched or thought about in quite a while. I mean, right yeah. now. <laughs> it's it's a it, I think one of the things is like it's hard to do humor in games and they just they managed to do it really well for the entire game and yeah. it's like weaved into the structure of the game it's not just like one-off written jokes or anything it's uh it's it's really good I, I will say I didn't actually beat the game because the meat circus the last level is total bullshit it's okay um, he just finds his parents I think I'm pretty sure that's it, too, so, you know, whatever. I'm sure there'll be a sequel sometime in the future, and I'll be very excited to play that. Um, when will it come but, out? Who knows? Uh, Psychonauts 1, great game. Um, very, very excited to have played it for the podcast. Get your mind fucked. Freaked. Fucked. Mind <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And before we start this, I have a bit of a request. Okay. I feel like in our last couple episodes, our last maybe, I don't know, like 30, right? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. there's nothing to listen to in the back, you know? That's true. Like, I feel like there's not enough there for the listener to sort of, like, kind of enjoy while we talk, because we us talking certainly isn't doing anything for them. Oh, no. I would be very surprised if anyone enjoyed it. Sure, sure. So I've sort of... I've got something that they can listen to while we talk. Is that okay with you? Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So Sonic Spinball is the game we're talking about today. Uh, Sonic Spinball is available for the Sega Genesis. Uh, Sega was the developer. What's written on the document? Calm down, Alex. It's for the listeners, not us. Um, I know, but Sonic Spinball has the greatest music of all time. We have talked about this in an episode. You were proven wrong in that episode. It has the greatest music of all time. No, it's it's fantastic music. This is a amazing soundtrack. I mean, yeah. Just listen to some of the the, uh, the tones that are being used here. They're they're not harsh or ear piercing at all. No, it fucking it slaps. It rips. It fucking rocks and rolls. It's so good. Man. I will say every song except this one is actually really, really good. <laughs> I honestly don't even hate this one. You really? This one's pretty good too. I love that like harsh, fucking overly metallic like synth sound. I love it. It's great. I'll remember that next time we spend more than two hours in a car together. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, Sonic Pinball is great. You play Sonic, you're a pinball ball, and you um, you go around a bunch of levels. This game's impossible. It's impossible to make it past, like, level four, but, man, it's a good game, and that music's like... I will say, um, they use the Eggman that is, like, just, like, so hard to talk. <laughs> so much louder. <laughs> so hard to talk with this. <laughs> it got so much loud. It got too loud. They use they the Eggman. You can't just yell over it. Okay, it's over. They uh. use the Eggman that, um, oh, hold on. They use the Eggman <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, way more just, like, gritty and weird, and, like, everything in that game is so much, like, Ugh. just, like, grungier and strange. I really like it. It's a funny joke, but other people have to continue to decide whether or not they want to listen to this episode. Oh, we only have one more left. That's <laughs> fair before we move on to our real episodes. Anyway... 
Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. <laughs> and this week, we're talking about the scariest game known to man. We are talking about fictional games, Amnesia. <laughs> you can find this on mostly PC, but it's on a lot of other consoles, and we have the price listed as $2. That might be correct. Who knows? <laughs> it's definitely correct for the time that I wrote this document in the past. Perfect. Um, of course. I mean, uh, future. maybe the Excel spreadsheet is haunted. Mm, very good jokes, Duncan. <laughs> Thank you. Keeping it together for our two of our combined podcast totals. <laughs> um, Amnesia is probably the first horror game I played. I think. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, up front, I played 20 minutes of this game. Like, it, I'm not good with horror oh, games. Okay. And we weren't playing it for... I mean, we were playing it for oh. a podcast. Oh, but, oh. but I've watched okay. I've watched a lot of this game be played, oh. so I feel like I can talk You're about. You're part it. of that like let's player like like kind of like that kind of culture of watching it. Yeah, I watched I watched Day Nine play a lot of this on Twitch, and I also watched a couple of my friends take a couple of stabs at it. Um, it's a great game. Yeah, I I really I I don't know. It was my first horror game, and it was just like sort of like exciting. Like it was just very like oh my god, I'm playing like this this horror game that is like sort of different and weird and um is it was kind of that era where i was still discovering indie games in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and it kind of had that freshness that i was talking about with like moa era 2 where i'm like this game didn't come <laughs> in a disc so it's like i don't really understand like what could even be contained in here um yeah and <laughs> And I really like this sort of like you're a defenseless. Like it was also the first horror game where yeah, I just felt it, completely uh, defenseless, and it was really good. I mean, it kind of defined that like not genre necessarily, but like that trope for a horror game of like you don't have a way to interact with whatever is you know chasing you or threatening you. You just have to like run and hide. And I think that like that got picked up so quickly by so many other horror games because they're like, oh wow, yeah, you're right, like this game is still scary and interesting if we take away the number of verbs that you have to interact with the world. You don't have shoot anymore because shooting and killing a monster makes it a lot less scary. Right. Like, it's uh, they, they did a really good job with this. And then they released Machine for Pigs afterwards, which I heard exclusively bad things about. And I think they just put out a game called Soma, which we should maybe check out sometime in the future. That was them? Yeah. Wow. That game, mm -hmm. I, I think, will be awesome. I'm sure it'll be very interesting. I actually also, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to put out an Amnesia 2 very far in the distant future. So that's kind of interesting. Huh. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do us for us today. Um, I just, Alex, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this format. <sighs> it's just we're what not getting we enough change? out of it. Yeah. And nobody knows what we're talking about. You think maybe we like throw in a like a poorly stapled together story summary that yes. doesn't really give you all the crucial yes. information, but it does make people who have played the game waste a lot of time listening yes. through the podcast. And then maybe we like, you know, transition between a bunch of book club as English one oh one question. Yeah, like um like uh how did this game make you feel once you finished it? Yeah, something like that. Or like, or like what were the obvious themes or like what does oh. this character represent, you know, things like that. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd actually I like think we that. could probably... Can we play Papers, please? Yeah, I think let's check out um, Papers, please. Or you know what? Why don't we check out a different game first, and then we'll decide whether or not we think that was good, and then instead we'll play Papers, please. That sounds wonderful, Alex. I think we should do Thank that. Thank you so much for collaborating with me on this. 
I, I oh, I'm more than happy to. Do you think over? we should? Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, pretty much the podcast is oh, over. Let me um. Beautiful. Man, that was a really easy episode. You know, I we really just had to record bookends. All we had to do was record this little bit at the end, that bit at the beginning, and then play our thirty-two lost episodes. I hope everyone enjoyed them. I, you can kind of tell that we were we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. Sometimes entire episodes were dog shit, but you know, yeah, we put them up there for you anyway because I hope you enjoyed them. Hey, um, what was with that call to the pizza? Pizza? How'd you get that? <laughs> you know, how did you get that, that one, call? Uh, that one's linked. That one's linked in there. I downloaded that off the deep web. Don't worry about that. <laughs> We should. Someone should really check in on that pizza delivery guy. <laughs> I reported it to the cops ten years ago. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Luckily, I'm perfectly sane and okay now, so everything should be fine. Yeah. Um, at the end, I want to say again, and I'm sure Alex will have something to say too, that mm. I really appreciate everyone or anyone who has ever listened to this, given it a chance, enjoyed it. Um, sort of followed with us along this road. A hundred is an insane number. I never thought I would get to in anything of like making things. Then again, you know, this is, it doesn't take us as much time as a lot of other making things does, but it is still impressive and feels really good to me and something I'll probably never forget doing. Um, I look forward to making this a better podcast with better bits than those first 32 pieces of shit i don't know what the fuck we were thinking then uh i'm glad we fucking matured a lot since then yeah yeah matured a lot stopped swearing so much uh <laughs> that's for sure yep, yep my mom's very happy about that yeah um and um yeah i just i appreciate it. and and our guests as well i really appreciate michael and joshua have been friends of the show appearing on a couple episodes as well as jordan for key to your heart so sad that didn't really playing out the way we wanted to but hey yeah, it didn't quite get the dls we needed it to i'll be honest with that's you. life though um couldn't have another sonic situation on our hands yeah 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 we didn't want to do that again but anyways i i just enjoy every email we've ever gotten or like tweet or anything like that or follow it brings joy to my cold dead friendless little heart <laughs> You wouldn't be so fucking friendless if you stopped forcing your friends to play Soul Calibur. <laughs> or Civilization Five pirated copies. Oh, five pirated copies. Um, no, I mean, I, I definitely echo the sentiment Duncan Duncan does there. It's it's wild. A hundred episodes is a lot. I'm incredibly, um, you know, incredibly happy with the fact that we got here. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that also our numbers will start being lined up so that we can just call the next episode, episode 101, um, as opposed to fucking with this, like, okay, well, this is definitely the 80th episode we've put out, but I think it's only episode 50, and, like, it, that's always frustrating to deal with. But, um, yeah, again, like like you said, thank you so much. If you've ever listened, if you've ever enjoyed it, this one was a bit weird. This one was pretty self-indulgent for <laughs> us. So, you know, if you don't like this one, I'm not going to blame you. If you love this one, don't expect another one even a little bit like it. So <laughs> we'll treat for you. Um, but yeah, everybody who's ever emailed, everybody who's ever commented on Twitter, everybody who's ever like liked us on Facebook or followed us on YouTube when we were doing that YouTube thing, which we're going to get back to pretty soon here now that we've slightly changed the format up. Um, I, you know, appreciate it so much. Like, like we said in our two year anniversary episode, even just like a simple email where somebody says, Hey, I really enjoyed listening to you guys. I really enjoy what you're doing. It does. It, it means the world to, to small creators to know that like, Oh, you know, 
these download numbers actually do mean somebody like something to somebody, even if we're not doing anything big, like it's, it's connecting with somebody out there. Um, and, and we really appreciate that. And it's, you know, it's been a super fun ride. It's been, it's been super fun to do a hundred of these. It's been super fun to play these games. It's been super fun to work with you collaboratively on like different interesting ideas and different things that we can change and different, you know, formats and different structures and trying to figure out what does and doesn't work and, and all of that. And it's been, uh, it's been great. Do you like the part when the parts where I'm like, we have like an agreed upon plan and then maybe two 10 to 12 minutes into the podcast i just sort of flip it around on you and don't give you yeah. any warning that's my favorite part of the podcast <laughs> look i let's 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 be let's be totally candid this episode this was a you episode my strength in the podcast 100 comes from standing on a soapbox and talking for 15 minutes straight about one small moment i had with the game 45 minutes into the six hour experience <laughs> this was a you episode because i i was just sort of along for the ride <laughs> i feel like it was a bad performative piece <laughs> but uh, I feel like this is one of those things that you like. You look back on twelve years later, and you're like, "Wow, Brad Pitt used to be a fucking shit actor. Look at this weird tape that he auditioned with." <laughs> um, but you know, maybe when we've you know we're huge and famous, um, this will be in you know people will stumble across this on YouTube and be like, "Whoa, that's so weird. Small beginnings. I could do it too." Yeah, listen to the way. They or talk maybe about it'll be Croc. a cautionary tale. I, 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 I honestly, <laughs> I don't think anyone could talk about Croc like we did. Um, probably not. I think a lot of people could probably talk about Croc, but not the way we did. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can reach out to us at Gmail, thoughtsfromplayerone at gmail.com. Facebook, we've got one. You can just search for us. Um, Our probably more popular venue is our Twitter at, at thoughtsfromp1. Um, you can check out our YouTube channel, which I believe is linked in most of our uh, episode descriptions where we did We Must Build a Zoo, which is a series where we built a zoo um, and oh, did some... This is part of a series. Yeah, yeah part of a series. <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear. Yeah, and uh, we did some goofy stuff. Check out the first episode. If you have not, it is quite a romp. Um, Please uh, keep your eyes peeled if you enjoy that first episode. I cannot stress this enough. We haven't, we didn't just abandon that series because we were done with it. We just decided to change the format because it was very stressful, the amount of work the video editing was, and we wanted to change the release schedule for it. Um, But we are coming back to the general we must build a series idea. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. You enjoy the rest of your lives, as I'm sure you'll never come back. (laughs) (laughs) you made it to 100 and you're like well i'm free of the curse now (laughs) i can leave you weren't sure if the hundredth downloaded episode or the hundredth number episode meant your freedom guess what it's now synchronized you may be free (laughs) the curse has been lifted congratulations good night everyone no hold on i think we should do one 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 hundredth year themed themed Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Also, I want to ask. I want to ask. What is your favorite thoughts from Player One episode? That's the last thing I want to ask. Ooh, that's fun. We should have done this at the top. That's fun. Um, Ooh. Do you have one picked out while I think about it? Uh, Yeah. I No, I don't. But I do want to. Nice dog. Good. There was a quiz that I missed out on. Quiz question I missed out on. Uh, What is our longest episode? Oh, that's right. You did miss out on that one. Um. I think our longest episode, I'm going to go with Soma. 
total guess. Uh, it is I don't know. near Automata Part A. Clocking that in makes a at lot of two sense. hours and twenty minutes. Yikes, dog! That's a long one. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Our our unreleased episode one might actually have been longer. I know it was over two hours, but I don't know how long it was. Yeah. Um. No, but I think my favorite episode. It's really hard. I the, the near automata episodes, especially the second and third one, where everything started coming together. I absolutely loved doing those. Um. But I also think we had some really good Life is Strange episodes. Um. I I really enjoyed. I enjoy all of our Halloween episodes yes. a lot. Yeah. Those are always a ton of fun to do. Um, it's really hard to pick one favorite episode. Though. I have three in my mind. Okay. I have no mouth and I must scream might be my favorite one. It Extremely was, good. It was a perfect Extremely mix good. of like kind of silly and then there was actually some meat to it that kind of yeah. worked and we were kind of critical of it and we had that really fun intro. Um I, again, also really like the Nier, but the Council might take the cake. The Council... Oh. I love the Council so much. It was such a dumb game in such a pleasant way, and I feel like it, it may not have been our best episodes, but like just some of the bits from there... They were a ton of fun. I really liked it. So, um, yeah, I think those are... Good. I good think bits. I had a third one, but... Oh, oh, um... The clock one where you see everyone's death. Um, oh. Return um, of the Oberdin. Um, yeah. Return of the Oberdin. Extremely good episode. Extremely good editing by Duncan on that one. Thank you. Um, absolutely top tier. Uh, I think that was really good. Honestly, put Moe era in the top ten. That episode was so much fun to do. <laughs> that episode was really good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's been oh, self-indulgent yes. enough. Hundred-year card. Give me the card. A hundred-year card. I've got a greeting card picked out right here all right 100 years wonderful this is gonna be a, a little bit of a sappy one kind of celebrating you and all the lives you've touched and all the memories you've made and all the love and laughter you've shared celebrating 100 wonderful years of you happy 100th birthday thoughts from player one it feels good. It feels, I feel it in my heart. Like, good night, everyone. Good night.